we've put together a brand new sample of RAR Premium. So if you've been on the fence about joining us inside RAR Premium, you can get a free sample now to see if it's a good fit for your family. To get that free sample, go to readaloudrevival.com slash sample or just text the word RAR sample like it's all squished together in one word. <laughs> RAR sample to the number 33777. Okay, here's the show. You're listening to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here. You've got episode 117 of the Read Aloud Revival podcast. Well, it's the end of November, so Christmas is right around the corner. The holidays are on everyone's mind, right? And if you're an American, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving this week. For today's show, I've got some great resources for you to help gear up for the Christmas season with your kids. First of all, we have a Young Reader's Gift Guide coming out later this week. If you're not sure what to get as gifts this Christmas for the young readers in your life, in just a day or two, you'll be able to see our whole list of great gifts for young readers. And that's going to be up at readaloudrevival.com. Remember too, that if you want the very best resources like these, the ones I'm talking about today, I'm going to tell you about a picture book list, the Christmas novels list I'm offering up today, the gift guide I just mentioned, all of our free stuff that makes your life easier. You really do want to get our Read Aloud Revival emails. They land in your inbox each Tuesday morning and they always contain book lists and resources that take the work out of choosing books and growing readers. So make sure you're on the list by visiting readaloudrevival.com and popping your email in there, or you can just text the word books to 345345. That's the word books and you text it to 345345. Okay, I want to make sure you know about our picture book list for December, which is packed to the gills with Christmas picture books. In fact, we've just updated that list. So we made a mile long list miles longer. (laughs) I personally read hundreds of Christmas picture books, and then I collected the very best onto this list from favorites like Tommy DePaola's Merry Christmas Streganona and The Clown of God to Jan Brett's Gingerbread Christmas and The Wild Christmas Reindeer, to newer titles like Twas the Evening of Christmas by Glennis Nellist, some of our family's favorites like The Baker's Dozen, The Apple Tree Christmas, and Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree, and then everything in between. There's a big old list, something for everybody. We've got dozens and dozens of fantastic selections for you. It's all in our December picture book list. Now, You can get that whole list for free on the website. You can also download a printable version of it, which is handy if you're going to the library or the bookshop and you can check things off either as you borrow them from the library or as you read them aloud with your kids. So you can get them on the website at readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas. That is where I'm putting everything from today's show. So if you hear something recommended on today's show, you want to go to readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas and you'll be able to find it all there. That picture book, that Christmas picture book will be linked to right there 
at readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas as well. And when I mentioned earlier that you could text the word books to the number 345345, if you do that, you will get, uh, we actually email you our lists directly, including this fabulous list of Christmas picture books, but many, many others as well. So joining our email list at by texting the word books to 345345 will give you the list as well. There are some really neat and meaningful things you can do at Christmas time with your reading. You could, for example, I know lots of families who do this. They stock up on Christmas picture books from the library, from their collection that they grow, they've grown over the years, from thrift stores and used bookstores, and then wrap them and put them all in a basket. So all of these wrapped books in a basket. And then each day, one book gets to be unwrapped and read aloud, which is, I think, especially wonderful because it reminds us as we're unwrapping this gift of a book, that reading is a gift and it's something to be delighted in and looked forward to. And, and this is just a fun, fun tradition. So there's an idea if you're looking for some kind of simple way to brighten up the Christmas season and also focus on things that matter most, like connecting with your kids and making warm family memories, then wrapping picture books and opening one each day is a great idea. I'm just going to admit I've never done this. <laughs> I've seen families do it and they post beautiful pictures of their wrapped books. And I always think that's so lovely. But all that extra wrapping just <laughs> puts me off. I just can't get myself to do it. So instead, I just fill baskets around the house with Christmas picture books and we read and read and read all season long. So if that's more your style, I'm with you. That's good too. But there's lots of really fun, simple ways that you can use the Christmas books to just focus on what matters most over this season, focusing on the true meaning of the season, reminding ourselves that we can connect with our kids and make warm memories without having to go to lavish extremes, spend a lot of money or get stressed and harried. Sitting down and sharing a story with our kids over the Christmas season is a beautiful, beautiful way to cherish this very special and very important time of year. We also have a list of Christmas audiobooks. So if you're looking for something to listen to together as a family, maybe you have a drive to get to grandma and grandpa's or you want to listen to something together as a family while you're making gifts or cards or even just while you decorate cookies or sit by the fire. We've got you covered there too. We've got a list of great Christmassy audiobooks. You can find that at readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas as well. If you're looking for longer readalouds, novels, short stories that aren't picture books, but would make wonderful family read-alouds, would appeal to your older kids especially, I've got you covered in today's show. Now, the list I'm going to share with you today is actually pretty long too. I, I promise you, I was super picky when choosing what would make the cut, but there are a lot of really wonderful Christmas books. So you want to make sure you head to the website so you can get free access to the whole list, download that printable version of the list, and are you surprised? You can get that at readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas. Are you getting tired of hearing me say that yet? You really just want to go to that website and get all the things you need there. <laughs> okay, so what was I looking for in the books I'm recommending today? There's three qualities I was looking for, and I read dozens and dozens and dozens of Christmas novels. In fact, I spent the entire fall reading Christmas novels, which is kind of a weird experience, I'm just going to say. We would be going to the pumpkin patch or drinking cider or raking up leaves outside and I would go inside and I would read a Christmas carol. <laughs> I would read all of these Christmas novels and I was really getting into the Christmas spirit, but I wanted to read them. I read tons and tons of them to make this list for you. So what I was looking for were books that create images that we can picture in our minds. So these aren't picture books. Some of them do have some illustrations in them, of course, but really books that are really well told stories, I should say, that are really well told we can 
picture the images in our minds. And also the stories need to use rich and lavish language so that these books just beg to be tasted and read aloud. There is a huge difference between a story that sort of uses more bland or simple language and then one that uses rich storytelling language that just makes you want to read it out loud. And I also was looking for stories that would pique your curiosity. Some of these are shorter, some of these are longer, but all of them, I think, make you want to make you want to turn the page and read just one more chapter, just one more part, which I think is really, really ha- helpful and will just foster some good memories and good storytelling this Christmas. All of the books I'm going to tell you about today do that. Like I said, this list is fairly long, so I'm not actually going to be able to describe all the books on this list to you. We would be here all day if I did that. So I'm just going to describe a few of my favorites, and then I'm going to encourage you to get the rest of the list. So the first one I want to mention, actually, the first couple I want to mention are a couple of classics. These are actually collections from classic authors you know and probably already love. The first is A Little House Christmas Treasury. This is a collection of chapters from the Little House on the Prairie series by Laura Ingalls Wilder that are pulled and collected together. You don't need to have read the Little House series to enjoy it. It will read more like a Christmas over the years because it's got Christmas when they lived in the big woods of Wisconsin. And then it's got Christmas as they were journeying down the road and Christmas all the way through to the last book, the the first four years. So you don't have to have read the Little House books. If you have, you will love it because it's all the Christmas books collected together. So it's pretty delightful. So that's A Little House Christmas Treasury. Another similar one is Christmas with Anne. So it's similar in that two of the stories from Christmas with Anne are chapters from the Anne of Green Gables books by Lucy Maud Montgomery. But the rest of the stories in Christmas with Anne are actually short stories that L.M. Montgomery published elsewhere in magazines and that kind of thing. So if you have Anne of Green Gables fans in your house, you probably don't want to miss this one. They'll get a couple chapters that are revisiting Green Gables and Christmas with Anne. But then you'll also get some fresh stories you may or your children may have not heard yet by Ella Montgomery that are just delightful. So that one is called Christmas with Anne. A more recent book that I'm sure you've heard me rave about by now (laughs) is... The Vanderbeekers of 141st Street by Karina Yan Glazer. It was one of my very favorite books of all 2017. This is the story of a large family, a biracial family living in a brownstone in Harlem, New York. It's Christmas time as the story begins. And the Vanderbeekers have just found out that their curmudgeonly landlord, Mr. Biederman, is not renewing their lease. So the kids make it a a goal or a project of their own to try to convince the landlord into letting them stay in their beloved brownstone. And they've got till just about Christmas to make that happen. So misadventures ensue in full force, of course. (laughs) I read this book aloud to all of my six kids, from the preschoolers to the high schoolers, and we all loved it. There's a follow-up sequel too. It's the Vanderbeekers in the Hidden Garden. But this one, The Vanderbeekers on 141st Street, is set at Christmas time. So it's perfect to read in December. You'll recognize the next book's author. She's the author of Sarah Plain and Tall. Her name is Patricia McLaughlin. She is a lovely, lovely storyteller, one of the most gifted. And this is a quick read. It's called The True Gift. It's the first, I've just read this one for the first time, and it's one I'm going to be adding to our family's permanent collection. It's a sweet country story, a sweet country family story. It's short. So if you find yourself stretched for time in December, who doesn't, right? This can be a really good read aloud because 
it's not a huge commitment. So it's it's short, it's delightful, and everybody can listen in. It's not too heavy for anybody. And even your older kids, teens, and all the other adults in your family, they're going to enjoy listening to it as well. Okay. I can't wait to tell you about this next series. In fact, I'm so, I love these books so much that I would say, if you're only going to choose one book from this list, this is what I would recommend. This is the series by Arnold Itreide. His last name is spelled Y-T-R-E-E-I-D-E. There's a collection of these books. The first is Jotham's Journey. Then there's Bartholomew's Passage, Tabitha's Travels, and Ishtar's Odyssey. I love these books. Let's start with Jotham's Journey, which is the first in the series. It's a fictional telling of the nativity. Jotham is a 10-year-old boy, and he, throughout the book, he is searching for his family in Israel. He's gotten separated from his family. So he's searching for his family in Israel at the time our Lord is born. On his journey, he meets thieves and robbers and kidnappers. He faces incredible danger. I'm telling you, I learn so much about what the world was like in the time of baby Jesus when I read these books. So here's the cool thing about these books. Well, actually, there's a couple of cool things. So here's one of the cool things about these books. The authors divided up the chapters so that you could theoretically read a chapter each day throughout Advent. It's been written almost like a devotional. I think that actually says that on the cover. So you could read a chapter each day during Advent and you'd land at the birth of Christ on Christmas Day. I am never put together enough to get to reading aloud every day. (laughs) Every time I think we're going to do this one thing every day all throughout Advent, it never happens. So I just read these like a normal chapter book. So, you know, just like our normal read aloud, some days I read one chapter, some days I read a couple of them, depending on their length. There are actually little devotional editions at the end of each chapter. I frankly, I usually skip those because I think the stories are so well told that the kids are really quite able to dig out the beauty and the meaning naturally without those prompts. But there have been times I've read those aloud too, and they're lovely. So you could use them if you like. But you could use this book as a devotional, a chapter a day, or you could just read it like any other chapter book and split it up however you want. Another cool thing about these books is that Mr. Itriide has written the story from different perspectives. So Jotham meets a boy named Bartholomew. And the first book is Jotham's journey. The second book is told from Bartholomew's view and his experience, which is quite different from Jotham's. And that one's called Bartholomew's Passage. And then we have Tabitha's Travels, which tells us the entire story from Tabitha's perspective and her own experience. And the newest one is Ishtar's Odyssey. Each, basically, you could read this Christmas story every year and have a different tale, a different experience of the nativity. I really think this is a beautiful way to deepen the true meaning of Christmas, the celebration of Christ's birth, and really deepen your family's understanding and appreciation for what this holiday really means. I can't recommend these highly enough. Like I said, if you're only going to get to one book on this list, I would start with Jotham's Journey. Out of everything I'm recommending today, I would recommend Jotham's Journey most. I do want to caution you, however, the life and times during our Lord's birth were grisly right? This is a grisly time in human history. The books are intense and they can be disturbing to young listeners. There's kidnapping. I'm not going to say exactly some of the different punishments, but if you can think of punishments for thievery, stealing with your hands, things like that come up in the story. So if you have younger kids or sensitive readers, you want to know that ahead of time. I generally recommend these books for kids who are about 10 and up. I think I started reading them with my kids when my son was nine and he was fine. So it just kind of depends on your kid um, and how sensitive he or she is. If you have young ones, I would say 
you either want to read the book after they're in bed so you can read it with your older kids or, you know, do what I do. Sometimes I will turn on a movie in the next room for the little kids so that I can read with my big kids. Just make sure you're going with your eyes wide open. You don't want to start reading that book with the really young ones in the room and then be surprised that they start having nightmares. So that's my caution for you. A lot of voices might tell you that you need to learn how to get better at homeschooling, but I know something about you. You don't actually need to homeschool better. You need to homeschool happier, to have more fun, to smile more, laugh more. You want a twinkle in your eye (laughs) and you want your kids to know deep in their bones that you love homeschooling them. That twinkle is worth pursuing too, because the key to a successful homeschool is a peaceful, happy mother. And that's what we're committed to helping you become at RAR Premium. RAR Premium is a unique program that offers mentoring for you, the homeschool mom, and we offer Open and Go Family Book Club. This is a family book club you can use with all ages from 4 to 17, and it will explore language arts, reading, and we often dip into writing, science, history, all across the curriculum as we uncover so many good and meaningful ideas. The best news is we do all the prep work for you. If you'd like to get a free sample of RAR Premium so you can see if it's a good fit for your family, head to readaloudrevival.com slash sample, or you can just text RAR sample, one word, to the number 33777, and we'll send it your way. Now back to the show. Okay, let's talk about a couple of classics that look like picture books, but really are short stories. And therefore, you don't want to approach them like picture books because you'll get frustrated. The first is The Story of Holly and Ivy, written by Rumor Godden, illustrated by none other than the fabulous Barbara Cooney. This is an old-fashioned tale of an orphan girl, a Christmas doll, and the spirit of Christmas. It's got to be one of my favorite, very, very favorites. I really think you could skip the library on this one and just buy a copy for your home library because you're going to want to read it again and again. It's got a lot of text. So if you pull that book off the shelf, it looks just like any other picture book. But if you pull that book off the shelf and think you're going to be reading for the next five or 10 minutes with your kids a picture book, you're going to get overwhelmed. It is a short story. So approach it like you would a chapter book and read you know sections at a time and then put it away and come back and keep going. I think even young kids can really enjoy this one. It's just that you don't want to try it all in one sitting. It's a short story illustrated with beautiful illustrations by Barbara Cooney. Another short story that looks like a picture book, but isn't really, is The Nutcracker, written, of course, by E.T.A. Hoffman. Illustrated, this version that I'm talking about right now, is illustrated by Maurice Sendak. It's lengthier. This is a lengthier version than the Susan Jeffers version that I love and recommend in our picture book post. There is a lovely picture book a story retelling of the Nutcracker by Susan Jeffers that is just wonderful. That is definitely a picture book. This one, illustrated by Maurice Sendak, is not so much a picture book. It's more like a chapter book or a really long short story. There's a lot of text. And the illustrations are done beautifully by Maurice Sendak, who you'll know from Where the Wild Things Are. He actually designed, I don't know if you know this, but he designed the sets and costumes for the Pacific Northwest Ballet's Nutcracker production in Seattle. 
And this is the book version. So you want to read it like a chapter book in bits here and there over time. It's not a sit down and read it all at once. Again, it looks like a picture book, but it's not. It's just got really, really beautiful illustrations. I bet your kids will pour over this book because it is a feast for the eyes. And I found that my kids enjoy Nutcracker retellings and ballet performances better after they've got the story well in hand. So reading a storybook like Susan Jeffers version for younger kids, and then this Maurice Sendak illustrated ones for older kids or letting younger kids just enjoy the pictures will help a lot in them understanding the story of the Nutcracker. While we're talking Nutcracker, (laughs) let me tell you, there is a lovely edition of the Nutcracker done by the London Philharmonic Orchestra narrated by the beloved Jim Weiss, who we've had here on the podcast a couple of times, and we're going to have him again. It's narrated by Jim Weiss, the story of the Nutcracker, and then the London Philharmonic Orchestra play it. And it is amazing. It's done by Maestro Classics. I love what they do over at Maestro Classics. You can get this one on CD, or you can get it as an MP3 to listen to. And it actually comes with a 24-page activity book that you can either download or whatever. I rarely use the activity book, although I know some of my friends really enjoy that. I just love, love, love these symphony stories. They're just beautiful. It's about an hour long, so it's kind of perfect to play in the car as you zip around on Christmassy errands or go on to your way to visit friends and family or find yourself in the car. And you could listen to it over and over. So that's done by Maestro Classics, and it's The Nutcracker by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Remember, I'm putting links to all of this in the show notes. So if you're starting to feel like there is no way I will remember all this. Yeah, I know. So go to readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas to see it all. Oh, oh, okay. One more short story I almost forgot to mention is The Gift of the Magi. This is a classic tale by O. Henry that your older kids will especially love. But the picture book I'm going to link to in the show notes is lovely just all the way around. It's just lovely for everybody. It is a very classic tale. You might recognize it because I think a lot of us are familiar with the story of the gift of the Magi. And I'll put my favorite version in the show notes. It's pretty much like a picture book, but it's got more text than a lot of picture books. So we're sticking it here with short stories. Okay, a couple more classics for you. One of them is by Elizabeth Googe. It's called I Saw Three Ships. I have never read this before this year. I read it for the first time in preparation for this list, and I was so delighted to have found it. It's the story of a girl named Polly who lives with her two maiden aunts on the seaside during the late 18th century. It's symbolic, and it's basically a story based on the legend of the three ships, the hymn, I saw three ships, or the Christmas carol, I should say, I saw three ships. It's kind of an imaginative telling of it. I would say it's best for older kids and teens because I think younger kids will probably find it hard to follow. Googe is a very subtle and spare storyteller in this one. So it's short. It's only 60 pages. There are lovely black and white sketches throughout. And I just love this story of hope and optimism. I would recommend this one for a family who already enjoys classics, I think. If you've got younger kids, a fantastic novel that would be really fun to read is actually a, it's actually just a mini book of Tum Tum and Nutmeg. So Tum Tum and Nutmeg written by Emily Byrne. There's a whole bunch of their different adventures and they have one called A Christmas Adventure. There's an audio version or you can just get it and read it aloud. It's lighthearted and quick to read. And if your kids have already loved the other tales of Nut Mouse Hall about Tum Tum and Nutmeg, they'll really enjoy this one. But they don't have to already be familiar with Tum Tum and Nutmeg or Nut Mouse Hall in, t- in order to enjoy it. I think I would recommend Tum Tum and Nutmeg, A Christmas Adventure for about four to seven-year-olds, I think. I mean, kids on either side of that are going to enjoy it too, but I bet kids age four to seven 
will enjoy it best. Did you know that Betty McDonald, the author of the Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books, has a Christmas book? Indeed. I did not know that either. Maybe you did know. It's called Nancy and Plum. And Nancy and Plum are two orphans who live in Mrs. Monday's house for children. And I'm not going to tell you much about it. It's a very old-fashioned story. It starts and ends at two different Christmases. So it's a very good time of year to read Nancy and Plum by Betty McDonald. It's a little slower paced. It's an older classic. So if you're looking for something quicker paced, skip that one. But if your kids really like an old classic tale, old-fashioned classic tale, that may be a good one to go with. One of my favorite books to read at Christmas time, or actually any time of year, I really love this book, but it's particularly well-suited for a Christmas read, is The Family Under the Bridge by Natalie Savage Carlson. This book won a 1989 Newbery Honor for good reason. Um, Armand is this curmudgeonly tramp who is living on the streets of Paris, and he's very unhappy to share his space under the bridge with three newly homeless children and their mother. It's a really heartwarming story of transformation and love and loyalty and family. I would read this one with kids who are, mm, I'd say, six and up or so. I mean, I think the whole family could sit in on this one, but probably kids who are six and up all the way to your teens will enjoy it the best. All right. Oh, I'm looking at the time. One more, and then you're going to have to get the rest of the list on the website. I do want to mention this one. A new to me book that I just recently read for the first time is called A Boy Called Christmas by Matt Haig. I'm shifting here because this is a entirely secular book. It tells a made-up fantasy story about the childhood of Santa Claus. And it's just plain fun. I read it in two days because it was such a delight. Haig is really a gifted storyteller. So it's not historical in any fashion. So you and your kids aren't going to learn or hear about the real Saint Nick in the, A Boy Called Christmas. It is a fantasy story, a Christmas story sprinkled with magic and whimsy. I would say it reminds me of Roald Dahl's work. If you are a listener who tends to think the work of Roald Dahl is a bit crass, <laughs> or you have an aversion to a little bathroom huber, or just, I don't know, some of the weirdness of Roald Dahl, you probably want to skip this one. But if you like the quirky weirdness of Roald Dahl, you will probably love A Boy Called Christmas. It is a story of uh, the boy who becomes Santa Claus as a child and how he got to become Santa Claus in a fantastical tale. So it's a story of unending optimism. I think that's really the heart of the stories on this unending optimism, the importance of hope and the truth of, as the book says, nothing being as wonderful as doing the right thing. Okay, so the rest of the list is at readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas. The picture book list is there. The audio book list is there. I will also link to our gift guide as soon as it's up, which is coming up very, very soon. So you know what to get your young readers this Christmas. And there's, of course, going to be just lots and lots of books there for you to enjoy. There are going to be some books that are really handy for kids to read on their own. So just as an example, Andrew Clements, who's the author of one of my favorite books, Frindle, he wrote a book called The Last Holiday Concert that I think is probably best as a read alone. It's a really enjoyable read. I'm not sure it's a great read aloud, but I think it's just a lovely read alone. I also like all of the historical American girl Christmas books. I don't think they make these anymore, but the old ones are great, like Felicity's Surprise, Molly's Surprise, Samantha's Surprise, Addie's Surprise, Josefina's Surprise. <laughs> you get the idea. Those are all really well done. And again, I think those are probably best as read alones. And so we're going to put those in the list as well. 
Okay, I really do have to stop talking or we're going to be here all day. And I want to hear what the kids have to say. So don't forget to go to readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas to get everything we talked about. And now let's hear from the kids. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast, where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. Hi, my name is Brooke and I'm 14 years old. I'm from Adelaide, Australia, and my favorite book is What Katie Did by Susan Coolidge. Hi, my name is Abigail. Hi, Abigail. How old are you? I'm six. You're six. And what's your favourite book? Granny Smith Apples. Granny Smith Apples. And where do you live, Abigail? Adelaide, Australia. Adelaide, Australia. Hi, my name is Ethan. I'm 13 years old and I live in Adelaide, Australia. My favourite book or series of books is The Ranger's Apprentice by John Flanagan. My name is Eamon. How old are you, Eamon? I'm seven years old. You're seven. And what's your favourite book that you love? My favourite book is... BFG by World World Dolls. Mm, and where do you come from, Eamon? Adelaide, Australia. What is your name? Caroline. Caroline. How old are you, Caroline? Four. Four. And where are you from? Virginia. Virginia. And what is your favorite book? Silly Sally. Silly Sally by Audrey Wood. And why do you like Silly Sally? Because it's silly. Because it's silly. All right, say goodbye. Bye. My name is Mary Claire. I am 12 years old and I am from Virginia. One of my favorite series is the Once Upon a Time series by Angela Marie Michaels. They are Catholic retellings of fairy tales. I like them because they make you want to laugh and cry and because they are full of good, noble, and heroic characters involved in a worthwhile plot. My name is Gemma, and I currently live in Vicenza, Italy. My favorite book is The Trumpet of the Swan, and I like it because it is about swans, and swans are one of my favorite animals. Hello, my name is Cecily, and I am seven, and I currently live in Vicenza, Italy, and my favorite book is Because of Winn-Dixie, and I like it because... Dixie and Oak will have a lot of together. My name is Gemma and I'm 11 years old. I am currently living in Vicenza, Italy. My favorite book is The Trumpet of the Swan and I like it because it is about swans and swans are one of my favorite animals. Thank you so much, kids. I always love to hear what you're enjoying. Don't forget that you can get all of the Christmas lists, the picture books, the novels, the audiobooks, the gift guides, everything you need to have a great Christmas at readaloudrevival.com slash Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. I hope if you are celebrating Thanksgiving this week that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and I'll be here in your earbuds next week at the same place, same time. Until then, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Are you still here? Okay, well, I am too. And I wanted to check to see if you've had a chance to download the samples from RAR Premium yet. RAR Premium is committed to helping you become the peaceful, happy mom 
you're called to be so that your kids know deep in their bones that you just love homeschooling them and also so that they can become lifelong voracious readers. Get a free sample of RAR Premium by going to readaloudrevival.com slash sample or by texting the word RAR sample like it's one word, all squished together, (laughs) to the number 33777.